everybody. This is Talk Like a Lady, a podcast where we find out all about our favorite ladies. I'm Carly Morton. And I'm Jessica Fontana. And this week we are talking to Emily Kaiser. Hi, guys. Hi. How's it going? It's good. It's better now. Well, now that we started. (laughs) Well, now that I'm with y'all. like, (laughs) But social distancing, y'all. Yes, we are. We are appropriately distance we're carly and i have not made out yet. like it yeah well <laughs> yes. we're, we're working on the logistics of a social distance make out yeah it's hard so, <laughs> so basically my mom have... can't really start listening to this <laughs> <laughs> sorry mama ann i'm so sorry i didn't mean it this is our this is our first one like this is the first time i've been in the podcast lounge for Since three months march and you guys yeah. the podcast lounge is amazing thank you so exclusive like i feel like tom haverford would be like trying to sell vip tickets to this there's a freaking like fireplace there's a dj roomba there is a yes oh chris um so what are we drinking tonight okay so we are drinking an aperol spritz kind of um So my brother, Patrick, um, is a bartender at Swordfish Tom's, and he also works at Michi Imaro, where Jess works yes. in North Kansas City. And I was like, I really am like, it's summer. I'm craving Aperol spritzes. I need a bottle of Aperol, though. And he's like, all right, well, we'll go by Michi after we had lunch together. And he was like, tricked me. And he was like, he poured a sample of Aperol, and then he poured a sample of this stuff that I don't even know what it is uh-huh. I don't know how to say it mm-hmm. and like the Aperol I'd only ever had with like champagne and so I was like oh this is fine and then I had it by itself and I was like oh this is cough syrup this is not garbage not okay <laughs> and then this he then had me try the stuff we're drinking tonight and it's so much better but I don't know how to say it and so. it's really it makes our drinks really pretty it, they're so it pretty and Aperol's pretty. kind of that color too um but I was, uh, my mom went to Italy two years ago and they drink these like water during the summer in Italy. And so it's now our summer drink. And I think it might be summer. It might be Tuesday or Thursday or no, no day. I don't know time anymore. Right. So yeah, it's, it's weird. So weird. Like actual summer starts this weekend, even though it's been 90 plus degrees for like two weeks and as far as i'm concerned it's not summer because i can't go to a pool so we don't get a summer thank you so much weather knock it off like i only like hot and humid if i am in or near water same oh no i will take this shit over winter oh every time any day even if i'm sweating my ass off in Mm -hmm. the middle of nowhere same i can't high five (laughs) Socially Social distance. High distance high high no, there, there was no contact, you guys. Like I witnessed it. <laughs> it was sad. Aww. We're not so, even sitting on the same couch. It's very weird. We what very- should, so, we, what what should we call that chair? Well, that's the hysterical couch. The that's sure. the sobbing. sobbing couch. Sure. And this is the. I. I every time there's a chair by itself, I think of it as like a timeout chair. <laughs> Or it's actually the isn't it the color of cherry on um, uh, Pee Wee Herman? Pee Wee Herman's Playhouse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, cherry. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My brother, so my dad worked in advertising when we were growing up, and my he had, like, a promotional copy of Pee Wee Herman's, like, Christmas special, and my mom hated it. And, of course, my brother <laughs> loved it. Uh-huh. Like, would watch it in July. Yeah. And that's the only thing that I know about Pee Wee Herman is oh, that Christmas funny. special. And that's, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it has stayed with our family, let me tell you. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Do you want... Okay, so you brought us two I did. badass did ladies. Homework. I did, I did. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. That's not the it's Rona. It's not the Rona. I just have allergies. <laughs> um, so, Mama Ann, well, Carly and I know each other from Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I was on Twitter when I was still living at home. And she, my mom was like, don't tweet about me. So, obviously, I tweeted about her all the time. <clears throat> yes. And I called her Mama Ann. Mm-hmm. And then the first time I had a Twitter friend over to the house, like, for dinner, they're like, oh, hi, Mama Ann. I've heard so much about you. And she was like, <laughs> Emily. So. Emily, I need to talk to you in the other room. It, no, there was no other room. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, you know, my mom is not. She, uh, she was not. We had a good time. So, Mama Ann, I'm very, she is my, one of my badasses because she um, just left a job that was no longer serving her, um, was just becoming more of a drain than it was, um, you know, filling life back into her. And so, this is the first time that she has ever, like, truly taken time for herself. She's taking at least a month off and, like, really trying to, like, focus on what makes sense for her and her priorities and what she needs in a, um, like in her next place. And it's the first time that I have ever seen her truly put herself first. So like, I'm just really proud of Yay. her. Yeah. That's Yay, Mama and that is a badass yeah. move though. It is yeah. like just, it's hard to put yourself first like that. Right. Uh, for sure. Like as women, it's hard. Mm-hmm. I think as I'm not a mom, but I have seen it be difficult for my mom friends. I've seen it be difficult for my own mother. Um, and it just, I, I am just, I'm continually learning from my mom. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is just, she has always encouraged my brother and I to do, even if it didn't make sense, like in the traditional path to do what made sense for us. So like I dropped out of school and she has always encouraged me to go back, but she's never been like, you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and has just been like, I have been in some pretty toxic work environments before. And she's always been like, you know, this doesn't make sense for you anymore. Like, and then as before I was where I'm at now, um, she was just like, well, she was really helpful with me to like sit down and talk about what I did and didn't like at other jobs and like what I was really looking for. So, I'm glad that she has the chance to do that for herself. Yeah. 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 And change in general is hard. So yeah. hard. Yeah. So hard. Especially now. And like, God, yeah. I hate, I hate what I'm about to say, but like in unprecedented times. Which... <laughs> Thank you for that email starter. Um, I hate it. I hate it so much. And I helped her write the newsletter that went out at her last job. Like mm-hmm. the first, like. Rona newsletter, and I was like, okay, we can't use that. Like, <laughs> you have to say in these unprecedented times, otherwise, it doesn't if, count, right? Or it doesn't count. It doesn't yeah. count. Well, I'm proud of Mama Ann, too. I yeah, know. Mama Good job, Ann. Mama yeah. Ann. Yeah, she's the best. And then the other badass lady that I have included on our board is Rachel Cargill. Um, I found her on Instagram a couple years ago, and she is an anti racist educator. Um, and a writer and she is 
Her writing is stunning. Um, she just is so... I'm trying to figure out the right word because I feel like I, she's so vulnerable and so she does, she does, there's no bullshit with her. Nice. Which like in this kind of work, especially there can't be. No. And, um, <clears throat> she was the first, I, when I followed her a couple years ago, kind of the first like stirrings of me being uncomfortable with stuff, like things that she was saying, I was like, mm, I don't like that. And then. The more I sat with it, the more I read it and just kind of took in what she was saying. Um, you know, it was, it was not, I mean, there's no like race to this work, right? Like, uh, that was the wrong choice of words, but like, there's no like time, there's no finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to say that, oh, well, I'd been following her before, so I'm doing better than anyone else right now because that's yeah. not, that's not, that's not it at all. But it was nice to have sort of some of that vocabulary and that language to be comfortable to be able to talk about some of this now. And, like, I don't want to say that I am an expert or I really am – I mean, I'm very much a baby and it's not something that you can be, in my opinion, an expert at as a white person or a white oh, passing person. Like, yeah. I'm going to be learning about this and unlearning shit for, like, until the day I die. and right. that, Yeah. And so – um, she has, <clears throat> excuse me, on her Patreon, she has a self-guided education course called The Great Unlearn. And what I really appreciate about that is like all of the information is available regardless of what tier you're on. So it's like 5, 10, 15, and then whatever. So there's, you, sh- you know, she should be paid for her work, absolutely. But there is no, um, like, if you can't afford. Yeah. $25 a month or whatever, you can still access. Um, so I am getting ready to start that. She also has a free, yes, a free emailed like self-guided course called Do the Work. Um, so she just has so many resources available. Um, yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> she sorry, definitely My, is right. a badass. <clears throat> I'm glad that's who you brought to yeah. us yeah. today. And yeah. So another cool thing, she started, she opened a bookstore. So really? She, yeah. So I'm really trying to break up with Amazon and especially for books. And I'm, so my next book purchase will either be coming from her store or another black owned bookstore. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I saw a really big Twitter thread of national or bookstall, bookstores that are Local, but in our nation, that mm-hmm. are black owned. Yeah, and, and I would like to order stuff from there. Yeah, and Rachel is not local to Kansas City. She's from was in New York and is now back where she's from in Ohio. So, mm-hmm. is shipping all over the place, which is awesome. It makes it so much easier to support um, black owned businesses with yeah, you know, shipping and everything like that. So, just trying to be more intentional with my dollars. I know, stupid Amazon. I'm just addicted. I, know. I can't stop. It's hard. I, know. I, I mean, it's stop. really appropriate when you say I'm trying to break up with them because it's, uh, yeah, it's it my mo- well, not of my life, but right now it's my most toxic relationship <laughs> for Shirzies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just said for Shirzies. Like ugh. it's okay. It's okay. You should. Uh, is it the amount is it of okay? things that the amount Carly of things and I have that said? I, I'm just like. <laughs> be like oh sorry you guys like i am feeling like 
like I'm on a first date like I like was feeling like so anxious to come over I'm like I hope they like me I hope I don't sound (laughs) stupid so I can't like so now I'm obviously failing at that that I'm telling this story while we're recording but for sure for sure yes Uh uh (laughs) that might be my new favorite thing to say I'm just gonna just gonna say no I'm actually very excited to um, check it out learn more about Rachel yeah oh I think what is your charity oh, yes so more about rachel um <laughs> she created the loveland foundation um and it is a nonprofit that um gives black women and girls the financial ability to get therapy and therapy was like life-changing for me um so that has been a very big like on my heart anyway and then so just continuing the rachel theme the Loveland Foundation. And what I think is really cool is she has um, on her website under the donate section, she encourages community and like getting a group of your friends together and like pitching in what you can. And then if it's, I don't remember the number, but if like so many people just give $20, then you can sponsor an entire therapy session for someone. So. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's a good way to do it too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it's like, you know what your money is exactly going to. Absolutely. And I think, there has been a lot of conversation about where we're donating to. And um, even before the uptake or the increase in conversation around, excuse me, social justice or racial Mm -hmm. justice um, through, uh, through the Rona found out more about mutual aids and how much more beneficial it is when you can give directly to a person Instead of going kind of through the chant, like through a nonprofit channel. Um, and so that was really cool. And it's the whole mind frame of it's solidarity, not charity, um, which I think is really important. And so with, you know, with Loveland Foundation, obviously, for privacy reasons, I don't I don't want to know the person specifically who right. I am. Right. Helping get them get therapy, but just especially the focus on black women and girls, because this country really does not like black ladies. Yike. And like super big yike right there. And it was it. Yeah. And it just you see, it's something that we all kind of knew but didn't talk about. And the more news cycles that come out just kind of reconfirms that. So I know how important therapy was for me. And so it was just very important for me to highlight the Loveland Foundation. I love that. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. I I really genuinely think that this part of our podcast is my favorite. Okay, Aww. then it's over. Oh, we're done. <laughs> okay, bye. bye. Goodbye. <laughs> we're gonna drink our fancy drinks. <laughs> bye. Uh, is there outro music now? Too, or is it just the intro music? <laughs> we just intro. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we just cut it off and we're done. Done. That's how oh, it goes. God. Perfect. <laughs> um, so. Tell us about growing up. Where did you grow up? What was it like? Okay. So I grew up in Lawrence, Kansas. Yes. Um, So, I mean, (laughs) I also spent, so my mom is from Pratt, which is a small town Mm -hmm. 80 miles west of Wichita. Mm -hmm. And I spent summers there because that's where my grandma lives. And my grandma, my Grammy and I were like BFF. I would go out. My mom would take, like, drive me out. I'd be out there for a week. Call, is Emily ready to come back yet? No. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and so she had a pool in her backyard and like the most magical backyard garden that I've ever seen in my life. So it was just magical for me. Um, 
and Grammy. Yeah, Grammy. She's so she's the best. And this has been really hard because she's so social. Um, oh so, yeah. yeah. So we moved her from her townhouse in Lawrence into an independent living facility. And she was having such a hard time in the townhouse because she couldn't get to Bible study. She couldn't, like, have luncheon luncheons. Mm-hmm. Such a grimy <laughs> word. She couldn't have luncheons with her friends. And then she, like, moved in this community and found her buds and, like, Aww. was doing random stuff. They have, you guys, they have a pub oh, no. in yes. the facility. Oh, my God. She goes and gets Can some, I live in that kind of yes. right. Can I live there now? <laughs> First of all, if you're going to put me in a facility, there better be a pub in it. Yeah, absolutely. And she'll like, she is a diehard KU basketball fan, but she won't, if she gets stressed out, she won't watch the games. So she'll get up and pace in another room and then mm-hmm. want to, you to tell her everything that's happening in the game, but she won't watch. Yes. I'll turn the channel. Oh, and, no, then, I'll, and then I'll turn it back. You can't turn the channel because then, then no one's watching the game. So someone no, has to be watching. not very long. This is sure. my thing because okay. I'm superstitious. I will. Uh, oh, no, if I we're doing this. well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I keep it on mm-hmm. the channel. Mm-hmm. If we're doing not so well, you I turn it. it. Yeah, you refresh it. And then I turn it back. Yeah. Like you turn it. Yeah. That makes it is, sense It works, me. people. I, I believe that. <laughs> my, my thing is to sit on the floor as close to the TV as I can get like a small child. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then scream obscenities at it. Yeah. yeah. Like a child. Well, like a very <laughs> naughty child. I make up work. Like my husband, who's a K State fan. I went to K State for a so year. Did I. Um, <laughs> I graduated from there. Uh, um, okay. I mean, my boyfriend's a Mizzou fan, so like I get Ew. it. Oh God, we just cover all of it in this room. Um, yeah, what? he makes fun of me because the things that come out of my mouth, they, it doesn't. It's like I'm talking gibberish as I'm cursing yeah, at the. You're it's, speaking in tongues. Yeah, no, I understand. It's, this. Mm-hmm. it's strange. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. So okay. So summers at Grammy. Yes, summers at Grammy, and then growing up in Lawrence was uh, in, a trip. I was really involved <laughs> in theater, um, and that's why I'm like this. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so I, the church that I went to growing up, um, it was, we were, had Westboro Baptist Church picketing us every single Sunday. Yeah. We had a lesbian pastor, and they did not like that. They don't like anything. That's correct. But, like, so I, and I also grew up with my parents taking me with them when they went to go vote. And like getting a little kids ballot and stuff, yeah. And then like, I remember in 2004, my dad would take us to like Carrie Edwards rallies, and like when the train went through in Lawrence at like really late at night, we waved at the train. And then like now that I'm an adult, I just assume that everyone grew up that way, and they did not. No, I didn't. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and so I'm very grateful for the importance of just like, and my dad would like quiz us on current events. (laughs) And nice. we had to give him two current events every, like, when we would be at his house for dinner, and he would quiz us on our state representatives and the counties, and, like, it, we knew our shit. Nice. And that's um, that's yeah. amazing, though. It's And it's, yeah, I'm so grateful for it, because it has made me a very media literate person, and just, you know, be, and then I thought I would be a journalist, so I did a lot of journalism stuff in high school and college, and just having that education of understanding what a like credible source is oh my god oh that, that is, is so needed that is yeah. so hard for some people like mm-hmm. some certain specific types of people karen <laughs> yeah 
Karen. This ain't real, bitch. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> like, no, it's no, no. Uh-uh. And it, it just. So that's one thing I have to check myself on is I just go into the world assuming that everyone else has this like no. knowledge. And you have then, to assume that everyone's a goddamn idiot. I mean, I do that anyway, but I just don't have a lot of patience. But like either. the lowest idiot. That's fair. <laughs> I that that's amazing. That's what um, that's so important to me mm-hmm. with my kids. Like, and I don't and I how, don't quiz them. I might are your start kid? now. Yeah, you uh, eleven and seven. Oh yeah, that's about. So my brother is three years younger than I am, and we were so we were kind of right at that age. I just want them to be informed. Absolutely. Like I want them to understand. And I, you know, I'm not somebody that knows government processes like right. you know you backwards and forth like. But I just want them to understand basics and like yeah. know what they believe in and right. be informed. Absolutely. I think that's yeah. so important. And then yeah. I don't think that there's ever, I don't think kids are ever too young to hear a concept. Could not agree more. It just, and I, I don't have kids. So this is just definitely me talking out of my ass a little bit, but. You but don't have not, to have kids. You don't right. have to have yeah. kids to have beliefs about what kids need right (laughs) kids are kids are so much smarter than we give them credit for i worked with kids for five years and just they they get it when you talk to them like they're people they like that was a big difference my i did a morning and after school program and Mm -hmm. so my morning program the director was very like infantilizing to the kids and you could see it and then my afternoon director and mark and we're still really good friends i'm in book club with excuse me book coven with his wife. Yes, we, we are a book coven because that's way cooler than a club. Yeah. Uh-huh. We're looking at each other because like, we're in a book club. We're in yeah. a book club. And <laughs> now I don't night. want it anymore. You want it? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but he would talk to the kids like they're people. Yeah. And just they were in charge of the programming. They were like, well, what are you into? And so we had clubs based around what the kids were into. And that really was helpful for me. I'm like, oh, these are like, yes, they are children, but they're tiny humans they deserve right. respect and like so that's what like it was very interesting for me to watch parents talk about their kids during rona like it just bums me out when people talk shit on their kids which like and uh, kids like, suck i get like, like when we call them assholes no kids are assholes no assholes. kids are assholes oh i know but they also are not like I don't know. They're they're little people, and you should treat. I don't know. The kids deserve respect, and I don't think people respect kids enough. Like their mm-hmm. their whole, ideas, it, their and, ideas, and their like auto- autonomy and everything. Right. Like, yeah, I think one of the things an article I read, I don't know, several years ago that has stuck with me is like stop forcing kids to hug you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like kids need to learn early that they're no matters, and so I just well, oh, and that other people because I, I feel like if they learn that theirs matters mm-hmm. then they'll start understanding that other people's yeah. knows right. like matters i want to hug your baby child all the time but yeah, he's not down with that and no. so i don't be like hey you come hug me i actually it's funny because i know the child she is speaking of he <laughs> he is not he hugs me mm-hmm. like 50 million times a day because he's a mama's boy mm-hmm. but he He's not into hugging. He sure. has like five people he likes to hug. Yeah, and I remember when he was younger, I would like I would with family. I'd almost like somewhat pressure him, mm-hmm. and then I read an article about like yeah. don't do that, and I was like, for fuck's sake, Jessica, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Why? Oh, why? 
right did you not think of that yourself yeah and i think then you were <laughs> yeah. na- your son is now understanding that people do have boundaries and if that that matters well i don't know effects. about well, that yet but i am no. going to just right. manifest that for you <laughs> <laughs> the amount of time like even today the amount of times that i tell my children boundaries <laughs> when somebody yep. says no i don't care who it is yeah it means no it's- or stop means stop yeah absolutely and you <laughs> right. can tell pretty quickly when an adult has never been told no or to like or seen a boundary yep because like if you're not comfortable with boundaries boundaries seem like walls and like that's not it at no. all yeah no we are my my family is well we're we're better at it we have worked at being good at boundaries and communication because all of us have been in therapy so <laughs> we learned it is, i mean it is hard because so everybody hard. has different boundaries yes. and you just have to yeah and be then, willing to listen. I just want to hug. Yes. And <laughs> like the love language thing I think is really important too because mm-hmm. I, um, oh, they're being, the two dogs are being very cute right now. Yeah. The podcast puppies the are podcast snuggled. Bubbles. I got to pet a dog. You guys, it was the best day. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I had an experience with one of my really good friends and I am just, it's not even with my partner or someone I'm like into just everybody. I am a snuggly person and like, I want to hold your hand. I want to like, yeah, you totally. And he is, hates it, hates it, but never communicated that with me. So I just thought, Oh, my friend hates me. And he's like, it just makes me so uncomfortable. And I was like, well, had I known that? And I, again, in my, like in reflection, probably should have picked up better on the cues he was giving me. Um, but just, trying to respect that boundary and be like, okay, this is not how I show you that I care about you. Mm-hmm. This is, and that's in my relationship. We've had a lot of discussion about love language and it's wild when you think that you are speaking their language and you are not. Yeah. Oh God. Like it's so weird. It's so weird. And, and what I think is interesting is they can change because mine used to be gifts and words of affirmation. So like feed me, tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> no, I still like that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I still do too. <laughs> and that is definitely how I show love. I mean, I show love in all the ways, but like I am a gift giver. But I now realize that I am more of an acts of service person than I thought I was. Like when my boyfriend and I first started dating, um, was kind of, we are, it's been a journey, but <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I just was going through it, like mental health wise, like just forgot how to be a person could not get my shit together for the life of me and it just got to the point I was coming out of it and the thing is that everyone tells you is like oh if you don't have the mental capacity it's okay to take a break just do what you can but then once you come back up and then you realize you haven't washed dishes and you don't know how long and shit's piled up and like and it gets to be so overwhelming and Mm -hmm. I was like well now I have to put my life back together and he was like I was like, I'm not going to come over this weekend. I'm just going to clean. And he's like, well, what time do you want to come over? And I was like, that's not what I said. And then he's like, no, I'm com- I'm not asking. This man clean- like washed all my dishes, cleaned my kitchen, put my vacuum together. And this is, yeah. You- I wish someone would come clean for me. <laughs> oh, I know a guy. No. <laughs> and this, is, this is even before, like, this is before he had said I love you even. And so it was just, I'm like, oh, like, I knew it. But he showed yeah. you. Yeah, and I and this so that's is, his thing. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. And I have, I am still a words of affirmations person for sure. And so I'll keep like throwing these things at him, thinking that that's his love language, and then get getting frustrated because he's not 
show like giving me words back but he's doing so many acts of service like and so I'm like oh you have been telling me this this whole time I just haven't been listening Mm -hmm. so like our our relationship is still new so like we're still learning but like this is a weirdo situation for me because it was the first time that I had ever said I love you first and it was the first time that I ever said I don't need to hear it back and I meant it like it wasn't I wasn't saying it because usually you're like yeah I don't need to hear that back and then you're like but <laughs> yeah and it was just it was not but do you think that's because he was show like without you realizing it like in your head he was showing you that he did so, or what do you think he so our t- i said i love you and then the cleaning the house thing happened so like this had this was even before he okay. had yeah so like so yeah. you just grew as a person yeah it's gross <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate it. I do. I hate. Uh, I talk. Uh, like it took me a really long time, like a long time, for me to not make a self-deprecating joke or say yuck after I said I love you to him. I'd be like, I love you. Uh, like, no, mm. oh, I love you so much. Yeah, or I would say it like that. And he, it, he is so patient with me. <laughs> That's what you need. I, oh my God, it's what I need so bad. Uh-huh. It's what I need so bad. That's what I needed too. Yeah. And like, that one is the most patient ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's astounding. Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, you. he just doesn't talk. And then... <laughs> right. And I'm just Dustin like, uh, well, he talks sometimes. He, talks. he said hello. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he talks. I heard it. I mean, that was a word. <laughs> Fuck. Poor Tyler. Yeah. We make him sound like he's just. Tyler completely. seems to be a very wonderful human. He is. he is. He is. Yeah, you are not stupid. He wouldn't have married him if he wasn't a good human. Right. Well, uh-huh. that's <laughs> debatable. <laughs> According to past relationships. You know what? Okay, that's fair. You grew but as a person. You did I, grow as a person. Yeah. And the person you are now wouldn't have married an asshole. This is correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what I have to tell myself all the time. Oh, you know, you know what? I've never thought of it that way. Thank you. You're welcome. And like... So my this podcasting is like your therapy. Yeah. Thank I'm, fuck because I can't afford therapy. <laughs> Dude, therapy, that is one of my there's so many things that goes me on screaming rants and I think we might have my our first first oh, screaming rant of the, the podcast. First. Okay. Okay. So if you're going to scream into the microphone I just won't back scream away. Into the microphone. Okay. Um it infuriates me to no end how our country is set up like for healthcare but especially oh. for mental health, especially for therapy like there are ding, 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 countless ding. people that I encounter that I'm like, holy fuck, you need to go to therapy. Like you need, you need therapy. But how many, so many people can't afford it or don't even know where to go to access it. Right. It's infuriating. But also it's, there's still stigma. Absolutely. On there's everything. Yes. Of course. Everybody yeah. could yeah. use therapy. Yeah, of course. We are literally... Pounded with trauma our entire life. Like I feel so. I have so much empathy for the kids growing up and this. Yes. Like oh my god. And I again growing up in Lawrence. Well, not even Lawrence, but just growing up in the family that I had. I thought to be an adult meant that you had a job and a therapist. Like that. I just saw that modeled for me. And so, uh, first of all, that's amazing. That's it's real yeah, amazing. Yeah, I mean, I I have really fucking good parents. Like, yes, I can concur. I've met neither. Yeah, and yet 
I can concur. You have good parents. You've clearly heard a lot about at least Mama Anne. Mama mm-hmm. Anne. God bless Mama Anne. It, yeah. She's so That's fun. so wonderful. That's so wonderful. It, and I really, really, really appreciate that. And like in my relationship and friendships have been able to talk about stuff like to say, hey, I'm, I now have the language and I now have the ability to say, hey, I'm having a hard time. Um, and it's and my mom and I were talking about this the other day. Like, so I was for a long time undiagnosed, untreated borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. And that yeah is a bear. And so but through therapy and through really being intentional and working on myself, my mom would say she and it's one that you can like, I th- as far as I understand, you can phase out of the diagnosis. And she was saying that she doesn't think that I would be diagnosed with that like today, which is mm-hmm. Uh, I never thought I would get here. Like I was in therapy since I was 17 and I'm 29 years old. So like, I really, I thought when my therapist told me I didn't have to go anymore, that was like, what do you mean? I don't have to go anymore, (laughs) but I want to like, and even before she was like the past several months, we were just kind of just talking and hanging out. Like, this is an expensive hangout. Like I would that rather is a spend- really expensive yeah. hangout. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. but no, I've, everyone needs to go to therapy, and it just—I am so proud of. There's one friend, and I'm not—I won't name her because I don't want to embarrass her. But like, since we have become friends, she, her mental health—she just was really having a hard time, and I saw her really take it seriously and get on medication and like be more forthcoming about what was happening, and like, not to say that on therapy and meds or whatever combination you need, you won't still have hard times. Oh, but like, yeah, I see such a night and day difference in her. And I'm just like, so freaking proud Dude, of that. That's how I was like, mm-hmm. I would never admit out loud that I was fucked up. Oh, no. Like, because God forbid you talk about that kind no. of shit. Like, um, the, I just got on meds, like, Two years ago. Game changer. Three years ago. And now I even have a psychiatrist. Mm -hmm. And it's just like game changing. Totally. It's like ridiculous how much better it is. Just in like, you know, we have to work on stuff. Oh, yeah. It's like change your meds and all this bullshit. And it's not an overnight thing. Like it's not a. God, no. There's so. And that's what's really hard is you tell people to go to therapy and get on meds. But like there's so much. There's not an exact science and you have Mm -mm. to try things and you have to be patient. And like. But also there's a lot of situational things. So something like something could be going on in your life Mm -hmm. now and then calm down later. And it's just. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a big fat balance. It is. And it's it. The whole point of all of it together is to make it manageable. Absolutely. And that was when I realized my therapist told me that I needed to be done with therapy was I was in a session with her and I told her all the shit that was happening in my life. And I was like, it's just so overwhelming. And she was like, yes, all of these things are, yes, overwhelming, but you are not overwhelmed. I was like, were you just regular whelmed? I was (laughs) functioning. Like it was, I was making decisions. I had. So did that blow your mind? Totally. I was like, what the fuck do you mean? I'm not overwhelmed. (laughs) I'm leaving. (laughs) It's like, this seems, I was like, but it's so overwhelming. And she's like, yes. And I'm not, yes, I I agree with you. It is overwhelming, but you are handling it and you're making decisions and you're thinking clearly and you're putting your priorities in check and like stuff I was not doing before. Yeah. So, yeah. Therapy, yeah. Isn't it works. weird though that like you hadn't 
put that together nope. yourself. Because like even the your body responses yeah. to things mm-hmm. and your the you know like mind racing yeah. or whatever it is, you know, like it, it's, yeah. that's interesting that and had, she could see it. And, yes. And it had been such a part of my identity for so long that I was like the emotionally explosive person that, and I'm not, I mean, I still am, let's be very clear, but like not at a detriment to myself anymore. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. And it's what we were saying about like getting on meds and like admitting that it's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we connected originally because we were both similar in that like we want to be the good time girls like yeah I have to be the extrovert I have to be the ray of sunshine for everyone and when I don't feel that for myself but then you still feel this pressure whether it's put on you or you put it on yourself Mm -hmm. it is so hard let's have fun yes all the time and I was drinking so much so fucking much yeah I mean I I thought for sure I was just gonna be drunk all of Rona and I wasn't, and that was such. I wasn't using it as a crutch. It was just good job. <gasps> That's amazing. <laughs> Truly. That's so gross. Truly. Just Truly. <laughs> I have those in my fridge. Let's pop one. <laughs> That's what. By the end of the summer, Dustin wants me to shot. I've never shotgunned a beer or in anything. And I'm so bad at it. I, I feel like I'm going to be really bad at it. But I'm not good at chugging any. Thing. I my superpower, you know those really big margaritas that you get at uh, like that are the size of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, I finished the K Machos one in ten seconds. It takes two straws, but I can do it. Like, but I'm not good that at chugging. It's a superpower. Yeah, it's no, not a good not. one. But it's it not, is. Hey, it's not all superpowers are good superpowers. None of mine are functional or help society in any way. Oh no, one of my superpowers are wearing the wrong shoes. Amazing. At all times. That's pretty impressive. I know. My other it one sucks. is I worked at a, so my family owns a lingerie store. Excuse me? What? Yeah. My dad and my stepmom own Claire de Lune and Leewood. And I, Shut the fuck huh. up. Yeah. It's dope. Um, and I, <laughs> um, I worked there for a little bit and they, and so my other party trick is I can pretty accurately guess people's bra size on site. Okay, first of all, that is the best party trick ever. <laughs> it's pretty, yeah. And when I was working there, it was so sort of excited. like I had to turn off x-ray vision because I'd be walking anywhere and be like, mm-hmm, they're wearing the wrong size. Got it, got it. Like, Girl, yes. your titties are not supported. Yeah, and now I like hardly ever wear bras, so... <laughs> it's the uh, Rona. I've no, lived I, in a sports bra for the entire corona i just I don't wear one thing. i have one on now and i'm i up don't the fuck set this is the no, longest i i, I like I, that's fair I, mean, I, I respect that yeah that's I totally fine respect you it. do you but yeah. like sometimes i just want to show you my nipples <laughs> <laughs> i mean i'm still showing i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> Like, I hear you feminist reasons as to why I don't need to wear a bra if I don't want one. But also, you can see my nipples. Mm-hmm. Which, you oh, know what, though? I have I tried. Help it. I, I can't have help tried. Because, like, at night, you know, when I come down the stairs or whatever, uh-huh. and if I'm not wearing anything, I have tried to, like, when I go outside to let the dog out or whatever, yeah. I, you know, it used to be that I was like, oh, 
you know, like, yeah, just like, but now I'm like, be. screw that. Yeah. I'm like, uh, let it, no. I have boobs. So the let's other just, day, you know, the other day I like was walking to the mailbox and I was like, Jesus Christ. Like I had to hold them. And then I was like, wait a second. I don't like, know. You shit. just you motherfuckers. Fly. I am in this neighborhood. Now. Yes. Hell yeah. And so are these. <laughs> so I just like it. every time I, I just wear pajamas all day now, unless I have yeah. to go to work. So I we're wear, I wear these things, and I need these pockets. Those they're pockets the are good. Those they're are good pockets. For fuck's sake, they're the best. I, I have so many pairs now. We went back to the office starting Monday of this week, and I'm we sorry. were working. It's, uh, you know, it's been okay. We were working from home though for fourteen weeks. Yes. And I, I went from like I can't remember the last time I wore jeans to mm-hmm. I can't remember the last time I wore leggings. To, like, I can't remember the last time I had anything on the bottom half of me. Right. Like, panties, big shirt, that's it. That's right. what I was wearing. I've been wearing just, like, booty shorts. Just yeah. booty shorts. Hell yeah. And do I go outside? Was I watering my flowers wearing booty shorts and a fucking tank top with So no you bra? were wearing booty shorts yep. and letting your titties fly, huh? Yeah. I, I love give it. A fuck. I love it. I'll scare the children. I don't care. I also Get, love it. Fuck them kids. Fuck them kids. <laughs> Earlier the she Michael was feeling Jordan. bad for the kids. No, and I now do feel bad for the kids. <laughs> yeah, but like fuck those yeah, kids no, no, no. specifically. Here's the thing. Because I respect children as people, <laughs> I would tell anybody to fuck themselves. So mm-hmm. you know what? Fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck them kids. Jesus Christ. Listen here. I like that logic. <laughs> Listen. Hey. Sometimes you got to be told what's up. I love, yeah. I want to tell someone about themselves. Right. The other day. Asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's all, that's all fair. But God damn it. What is I even talking about? Oh, I was being spicy. And like my friends were talking shit on their exes, which like correct. And I was like, can I cyber bully them? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) yeah. And they wouldn't let me. And I was like talking to Justin. I was like, no one's going to let me cyber bully them. He's like, I'm sorry like you're like <laughs> what shrug i don't know and then and then it was tell racists about themselves so i get to cyber bully everybody oh yay <laughs> hey you're a fucking racist cunt bye mm-hmm. bye uh, have fun yeah i got to tell a, a mom of a girl i went to high school with <gasps> got yeah. to tell her that she was racist because she told our friend she called her a black <gasps> fuck Mm-hmm. I was like, that, it's 2020. If mm. I have to tell you why it's not okay to call someone a black, that, I, yeah, you're racist. Like, that's it. That's it. That's you it. Racist. You racist. Like, I hate everyone. And then her response is, well, it's called Black Lives Matter, is it not? Uh, Listen, Karen. <laughs> her name is Becky. Listen, Becky. It's even better. Like, she's Becky. It's more fun to say it's Becky. It's so right. fun to say Becky. Listen, Becky. Becky. <laughs> I hope she, she's never going to hear it, but I hope you hear yeah. it. Fuck you, Becky. Fuck you, Becky. <laughs> hey, this one goes out to Becky. <laughs> Fuck you. The yeah. title of the podcast. This one goes out to Becky. Oh, God. <laughs> I was driving over here wondering. I'm like, what dumbass thing am I going to say that they're going to make the title of the podcast? Hey, I have oh, been saying. Hey, sometimes it's dumbass things that we say. <laughs> it's true. I have been saying those since I listened to Tayana's episode. I've been saying, say it with your chest, chest. or say it with yes. your whole chest. Say it with your whole, whole chest. Your whole chest. And it's really, I like to add ass to things as like a modifier. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. so then when you say your whole ass chest, mm-hmm. huh? Huh? And yeah. I've been doing that. I, sp- I love Tayana so much. And I do, I picked up a lot of her things. Like if I'm surprised by something, hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just I love her. <laughs> I have two She's shoots with her coming up. She I wish I wish I could do another one, but I cannot. Yeah. I'm doing a, a I'm Rona poor now. Yeah, no, I yeah. So God I can't bless do her anything. payment plans though. I mean for real. For real these. Yeah. They're great. So good. I love it. She'll so, let you make payments. Yes. Oh no, I know. So you that. can have I just hot can't you can, do you, it. I think you still should. You should put your boobies on the website. Put your boobies. Put your titties on the website. I can't do it. Put them yeah, on a face. I need more therapy and then maybe I can't. Okay. Put that booty chain on. Yes. <laughs> but we're doing a um boudoir session in like two weeks. Two weeks from today. And then um, I for Dustin's birthday, I got a sweetheart session for us. Does he know? Yes, he does okay. know. It, like, it was a surprise. Was like, uh, so it, I, it well, was going to be a surprise. Yeah, perfect. So this one, it was going to be a surprise. But then I was like, I just know him. And I don't want him to like, I don't want to tell him the day before and tell him he has to pick out two outfits that are going to be photographed uh, and then yeah. freak out about it. So there are more like surprises planned. I've been scheming still. Yes. So there is more, and he's gonna like hate it. That makes it better. so much better. Oh, so much, so better. much better. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I fucking love birthdays. I love yeah, my I'm birthday. A, I love my too. friend's birthday. I used to mm-hmm. be a birthday month month ass bitch. I'm mm-hmm. not. I still am. Like, I think I'm not. I still am. Yeah. No, I'm not to the level I was at. Because, like, I think you might have been at one of my the part the one of the birthdays I had at the indie. Yes. Yeah. Of God. course I was there. I lived there. Yes. So that was one. I was just a troll underneath the bar. Correct. <laughs> God bless Kelly. And I Honestly, would pop out yeah. and be like, happy birthday. Shots? <laughs> you guys want to drink this fireball? Yes, you want fireball shots? <laughs> that was the birthday party that I woke up the next morning still wearing my party dress, snuggling the bottle of Jameson that Ellie gave me, mm-hmm. like, in my bathtub. We all like to snuggle Jameson. Correct. But in the bathtub? Yeah. And that's fine. But it's, it's probably safer for no you. judgment. So no, I mean I deserve it, but no. <laughs> <laughs> but I did something that year. I did something like every other day for my birthday, and I was like, "It's birthday month." Be like, I can be drunk anytime I want during this month. And what now time I just do that. And you're like, no. Now I just do that because I'm a grown ass. Because you're a grown ass woman, and you can mm-hmm. do what you want. I can do what I want, and a lot of times that means I want to stay in bed and watch Real Housewives. Then do it. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I have watched so much Real Housewives because I don't, I'm not very good. I listen to music at work when I'm in the office because there's other people. But when I'm alone, I don't really listen to music. And I'm not very good at podcast listening. But I do, I'll have like TV on. And I watched so many episodes of Real Housewives that it's now a suggested like category on my Hulu. Um, It's, It's bad. Hold on. Let me chug this really quick. And here we go. Okay. So I would do maybe. Oh, yeah. If you're going to do, I would do half and half of champagne too. Perfect. Um, I'm so, I'm so bossy, you guys. Like, you can just tell me to fuck off. Uh, sometimes I like to be bossed around. You know what? That's what I keep telling Dustin. He's like, don't tell me what to do. I'm like, do you, don't pretend you don't like this. Go in that oh. fridge. And then here's this. We've we've got to open more. We're trying more to socially distance still, and like trying to pass things while you're. <laughs> I'm very cute right now. I'm glad that this is just audio. 
Right. Because um, for a while, we talked about filming it oh, and putting it on YouTube. because yeah, like Joe Rogan. Every- <laughs> Just kidding. Not fuck, fuck Joe Rogan. Right. But. Um, but like, God, and also edit that's that what, shit. Right. And this Why is what. Three hours long? Right. And this, people were like, listen, you got to do this. And I'm like, but why would you want to see my face if you could just hear my voice? Right. And then you have to like, well, I mean, you don't have to, but I would feel compelled to like make myself be a person. Right. Like, uh, I haven't worn makeup since uh, March 18th and I don't plan on doing it until they make me go back to work. Yeah. I've worn makeup every day this week. Um, Sorry. Just, it's more like to feel... Like, getting back into a routine right. of things. Yeah. I get that. And as soon as I have to go back to work, like, actually go back into the office and work while I'm there. Yeah. I'll put makeup on again, I guess. Yeah. I put makeup on, like, a week ago. Ooh, good job. And I seriously had, like, I'm I'm using all the brushes and I was like, I kind of had forgotten what the fuck yeah. I was doing. It's like, very like I kinda wanna do it right now <laughs> just for fun. Well that's one thing that I was doing. I would do my makeup uh, once ish a week. Yeah but just like, for like a mental health thing. You have the best features and Thank so you. like if I had lips at all <laughs> just any <laughs> I I would wear lipstick everywhere. I okay this is this is the best compliment I've ever received in this friend while also... Uh, hello. Cheers. Cheers. Um, this friend will also remain nameless, but the coolest compliment I've ever received was someone was like, I took a picture of your lips in when I got my lips done. Like, oh, shit. What? That's right. fucking dope. Yeah. I have, I have no, no lips, and mm-hmm. it's dumb, and I hate it. I used to joke with like my mom when I was in high school that I was going to get more filler in my bottom lip. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, can I have like six hundred dollars? I need a lip injection. Like I would look insane. Like <laughs> proudiest lip ever. Like why though? Do it. Listen, and I have. If you want to put fillers in whatever, do that. You should yeah, do that. I, don't care. I really. But if you look ridiculous, yeah. No, don't look. No one should look ridiculous. But I feel like. And I think it's just because I've been looking at myself in Zoom calls for too long. <laughs> oh God, that is bad for mental health. Yeah, I've but I'm like, do I need the, do I need talks in my forehead? Like, no. do I need to do You're it? You're not even no. thirty. You're right. No. Viage says I have to fight that time brain at least. Uh, Viage is insane. I love her so much. Hey Vanessa. Hey Vanessa. You. She needs to be on the podcast. She would be a fun guest. Yeah, she would. She's so much fun. I yeah, we have a fucking blast every time. I mean, I've only hung out with her like twice, but it's just been a ball. Oh, oh she the calls pod, herself the podcast pups. Uh, the, <laughs> hi, sweetie. Hi. Vanessa calls herself the mayor of Holetha, which is uh-huh. yep, right. She's right, right, right. and for a while her like display name on twitter was dolly parton mm-hmm. and like some dudes on the internet who are stupid would yell at her as if she was dolly parton yeah which is fun well, who is. yells at dolly parton yeah like what idiots for? oh how dare you give Honestly, books to children <sighs> like ugh, other yeah. people are dumb oh it's a puppy oh my gosh the puppy is so cute if you can't um, find the puppy don't look don't ask me 
Because I can definitely tell my apartment oh. that's a cat. <laughs> I mean, it is cat-ish. Okay, y'all, I think that my building manager lives in your neighborhood because when I was driving up here, I think I saw her walking her dog. And I, we are, she's my nemesis. So, like, oh. what's her name? I don't want to put that on blast because she uh, is still my building manager. Does it start with a B? It starts with an A. Okay, then. Do you dislike someone in your neighborhood whose name starts with a B? No, but one of my neighbors is a is a building manager oh. for apartments or something that's not here. It's somewhere else. Huh. <laughs> but I wonder she, if she has a fake name. Because, yes. Or you just maybe. Li- live where the apartment ba- managers live. But I don't like, know. Okay, maybe so they're all apartment managers here. They, they probably are. So I, right. she's my nemesis for many. I should have known that this year was going to suck ass when it started with my window getting broken on New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. 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 And it just like shattered, right? Yeah. So luckily they're double pane windows and it was just the outside pane, but still. So like when I moved into the building, they're like, your window leaks, but we're fixing it right now. It won't be a problem. I'm like, great. It's a hundred year old building. I get it. Shit happens. Mm-hmm. And so... Apparently, the contractor never came back to finish, and they just left the tarp with the metal weights on it. And I moved in in October, and this was New Year's Day, and that shit fell off and was, like, hitting the side of my building. And Dustin and I were like, what the fuck is that? Who was here? It is a metal weight hitting the brick wall. And I texted her, and I was like, hey, this is happening, and if it falls even six more inches, it's going to break my window. And they're like, okay, we'll get someone uh, on it. It's New Year's Day. I'm so, well, the, the a maintenance guy lives in the building. So, like, there was, someone on site. there was someone on site. So, like, seven and a half hours later, the window's broken. I tell them it's broken because he never came out. And then they wanted to argue with me about it. Like, well, uh, there's no there's no weights on the tarp. I'm like, well, the fuck there isn't. Like, Yeah, the tarp broke it itself. And they're like, well, we don't see it. And I was like, right, because gravity. Like, it broke from... <laughs> <laughs> right, because there's this science thing. things. And then, yes, so yes, that, yes, yes. That window didn't get replaced until the end of March. Wow. Fun. Uh huh. And then the wind, the leak that they assured me was fi- assured me, multiple people assured me was fixed. So I could go ahead and use my silk because I don't have any storage in my bathroom. They're like, yeah, you can put stuff on the window. So I'm like, okay, great. So I had my straightener, my makeup, oh. like my face oil and shit. And then I came back, I spent the night at Dustin's on a Thursday, came back Friday morning, and my bathroom is soaked. Like, almost $500 worth of damages, and now they're arguing with me because they're like, well, the owner of the building wants you to bring all your damaged belongings down to the office. I'm like, well, I threw that shit away because I didn't know if it was contaminated or not, and I'm not going to keep contaminated products in my home. Are you sure? (sighs) Nemesis. Nemesis. That's, That's just paranoia. She's a fucking idiot. And she texts like an idiot. I hate her. I hate her so much. I hate you. I do. And like, hate you. There's another thing that I run on the internet. Uh, Some think piece. I spend so, I'm so aggressively online. It's obnoxious. Like, (laughs) and like Dustin, Dustin is also aggressively online. And so we will just be reading shit that we like see on Twitter, TikTok or whatever, like all night long. And then we'll be around other people who are normal. And like, (laughs) Not aggressively. Be like, online. oh my god, let me read this to you. And they're like, could you believe? And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Be like, right, uh, right, 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 right. You're a yes. normal person. I see. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. 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 
So agreed. You've talked yeah. about Dustin a lot, and yeah. I don't know him. Yeah. But tell me about your dating life. Okay. So, Lord, um, I I was in a relationship for four years, and he turned out to be a trash bag. Okay. Uh-huh. Like. It was just not a good situation. Um, Mentally abusive, emotionally just super controlling. And I, like, there were so many things that I should have seen at the beginning. But I am loyal to a fault and I'm stubborn to a fault. So, like, I decided this was my person. Like, I'm, and I am very, like, a ride or die type of girl. And, like, I was like, this is my person. That's it. I've decided this is my person. So I'm going to make it work, even if it kills me. And it just got so toxic that, um, uh, it was yeah I just had to get out and like mama Ann came to get me at like 2 30 in the morning and like it just Yay. and that was it um, wait tell us what mama Ann took oh god okay so then <laughs> so she came to get me at 2 30 on a Friday morning and then we went back on a Saturday to get the rest of my shit and like I who y'all I am so I have such good people in my corner it was with very little notice I had 13 people show up to move my shit out and we moved all of my stuff out of our house in 90 minutes holy shit yeah it was amazing it was just it was like my brother my best friend and then like my brother's best friend and my brother's best friend's parents like just people came out of the woodwork to help and like that's dope that's amazing yes like i am very lucky thanks Uh, patrick and your friends and stuff yeah um, and then, so Mama Ann and Alex, and when I get overwhelmed, I cannot make decisions. Mm-hmm. Like, I just hit a wall and I'm done. Like, it's I very common. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm very, it's a whole thing. And moving is the worst. Like, yes. that's the worst part of it for me. No, it's the uh, worst of everything yes. ever. But I hit that wall so, so fast. And so we're trying to move stuff very quickly, and it's an emotional situation anyway, mm-hmm. and then it's also moving. So my mom and Alex were asked, my best friend Alex were asking me all these questions. I'm like, I don't care. I don't do care. not care. If it looks like it's mine, put it in a box, and let's get the fuck out of here. And, like, he who must not be named put all of my shit into, like, oh, we had we did not sleep in the same room even for Oof. the last year and a half of our relationship. So, like, it was all in, all the shit was in my room. Anyway, so my mom packs up all of the good snacks. <laughs> I leave only the shitty snacks. All of the cleaning products and all the toilet paper. Yes. Like, uh-huh. shit on your hand, motherfucker. Like, I don't care. And, like... She knew the corona was going to be here eventually. Listen, and he... So, I, this is why... I, I, there were so many things that I ignored. And, like, what's that thing on... Bo- it's, like, BoJack Horseman. And, they're like, when you're wearing rose-colored glasses, red flags just look like flags. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And never once did I That's say, brilliant. why are there so many flags around? <laughs> like, <laughs> but look at this flag uh-huh. and this one. This one's a really pretty rose, just like this one. Uh, yeah. So, I was that dumb bitch. And when no, I met no. him... No, no, no. N- well, y'all, I haven't mm. finished this sentence. So, like... <laughs> So when I met him, he was 28 years old and his mother was still not only making his doctor's appointments, but going with him to doctor's appointments. Fuck, 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 fuck that. I, when I tell you I was a dumbass, I was. How old were you? Uh, that's a good question. (laughs) 25? 24, 24. Uh, also, 24-year-olds are dumb. 
like just kind of oh, categorically yeah. dumb. I was pretty. But dumb. I mean, I th- I, I was a real. Dumb. Here's the thing. No one will ever be able to convince me that we don't all go through those yeah. things where we miss the red flags. And oh, we totally. Miss, but that's the point: is we figure out what we like, what yeah. we don't like, what we can put up with, yeah. the shit that we can't. Yeah, and like. I put up with a lot of shit that I should not have tolerated for a long time. Like, he was a very staunch Trump supporter. And, like, but here's the thing. Here is the thing. I watched someone that I loved devolve into this monster, basically. Like, when we met, it was right after they passed the marriage equality thing through SCOTUS. And that was sort of my, my like, amazing day. And that was kind of going to be, that was one of my, like, test questions was, like, how does he feel about this? Yeah. Oh, he's so in favor of this. Awesome. Like he voted yeah. yeah, he voted for Obama, like all of these things. And then Okay. He went from uh-huh. Uh-huh. uh voting for Obama uh-huh. to voting for Trump. Yes. And I think oh. here is the really insidious thing about Trump is he was giving permission to people to have all of these horrific views. And, like, emboldening them and stuff. And I think that all of these things are sort of latent. And he spent so much time on YouTube, like, would go down the, like, alt-right rabbit hole of stuff and just be finding people who kind of were confirming stuff that he had maybe just in the back of his head. And then the more he was around, that was just bringing forward. Yeah, you guys, it was a mess. It was real bad. Like my yuck face. Yeah. He told me that um i would be expected to stay home and (laughs) yeah and like homeschool our kids because Uh, he didn't trust the narrative that kids are learning in school um he i mean i don't i don't always trust the narrative i don't trust what yeah they're teaching teaching a lot however but that but the way he said it is not yeah. that's different. Did to stay, that's what I have a yeah. problem with, too. I mean, it was just... Because if you want to choose to stay home yes. and you want to homeschool your kids, great. Yes. do it. So great. If he wanted to stay home, and I would have been open yes. to the conversation, but like... Right. But don't tell me what I'm doing I'm expect- with my right. fucking own self. Like, and, yeah. I will punch that, your that dick. That kind of thing, yeah. That... The expectation and saying it that way, oh. like... Fucking pisses oh, yeah. me off. Yeah, he was not a good person. <laughs> Just and Mama Ann does not is not a shit talker at all. But oh. when I moved out, this is how I knew. I was like, oh, they're bad. Like bad news. When she was like, I will never wish that man harm. But I wish he has a lot of lonely nights. And I was like, oh. oh shit, Mama Ann, like going in. Yeah, <laughs> get him. Yeah, and then like they're they're. He and his mom are super codependent, and so like, Ew. okay, ew. So gross. so, do you feel like I know you talk about red flags? Yeah, but but it sounds like he changed totally, a, a, like yes. an extreme amount. Absolutely, and but but there were some certain things that I ignored. Like he was, there were no boundaries. There were no there okay. was no accountability anywhere yeah. in his Oof. family Oof. and that so, tracks for yeah. everything we've absolutely talked about yep. then. absolutely but it was just really hard to see someone that i like loved and like really did like i would not have moved in with a person if i didn't really want that yeah. um and just like kind of watch him turn into this like crazy ignoring logic conspiracy theorist and like i okay, yeah so the place that he works there was, and like I realized that I perhaps have held on to more anger than I realized 
when I saw this headline that like the place he works had to close because someone was con- had a confirmed case of the COVID. And I was like, hope it's him. Hope he dies. Mm. Oh, <laughs> die of COVID Shit. in a ditch. Like, oh, like, I was like, oh, no, I'm being angry still. And oh. like, you know what? I think oh, I fucking know? get to be, to be super you honest can, with you. After four years, you can be as big angry as you want. Yeah. And it just, it's nice though to go. And I, I recognize that like. Anger is a secondary emotion. Thank you so much for that therapy. And like, but I am also so grateful that I don't have to be navigating all of this. Um, And to go back to Rachel, I started following her when I was still in this relationship and she would be posting a lot of things and it, the things that she would be posting about, like things that are not okay to say were things that would be coming out of his mouth all the time. Like the microaggressions, the really like insidious kind of underbelly stuff of it and it really did help me clarify like oh this is not okay like my gut feeling that um, this is wrong is why do we not trust ourselves because we've been told to not to for so long frustrating forever yeah literally forever for is he a narcissist oh for sure okay for surezies because like for surezies (laughs) drink uh for surezies drink (laughs) cheers Socially distant. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Can you pass the champagne? Isn't it? Uh, yeah. So I know that that shitty relationship equals yeah. more than the what I'm about to say, yeah, no. but isn't it kind of nice to be able to look back at it though yeah. and be like, it is oh nice fuck to look that, back at it. like, and to just be like, no, no, that yeah. is not. I didn't deserve yes. that. Mm-hmm. That was not healthy. Yes. And but to be able to recognize that and know that you have grown. Yeah. And, like, Dustin was the first person I went on a date with after I left. Like, so. How long have you guys been together? So, okay. So, we t- <laughs> when I say we went on a journey, we totally went on a journey. So, we went, our first date was, like, last March. Um, and then. Of 2019? Of 2019, yeah. Okay. And so, we went out several times and I was, like. Mm, these feelings are happening and I don't trust it. And I, cause you didn't trust yourself. Correct. And I freaked out. It was very scary to me. Mm-hmm. Like that. I was already feeling something. So were you still in therapy then? I was still in therapy. Okay, I good. absolutely was. And then my therapist were basically telling me that it was okay because yeah. she told me I had basically emotionally checked out of that relationship a long time ago. Yeah. And so I had already done the grieving in the morning of it. And so of course I was ready to move on. Um, but I just was not and I was not in a place to accept that kind of relationship yet. And so I was like, Hey, we can't do this. Um, but we have really good chemistry. So I'm like, so we can still hook up if you want. And so <laughs> then I was like, that was happening. And then I was just like, but no feelings, only dirty stuff. He's going to be so <laughs> mad at me that I'm talking about. This. No, he did. I was, I asked him, I was like, is there anything you don't want me to talk about? He was like, no, it's fine. Um, and then it was like, he like kissed my forehead and I was like, Oh, no, there's definitely still feelings here. I really can't do this. And I did not handle it well. And I shut it down like an asshole. And then, like, I was, we didn't really talk over the summer. Um, And then I moved into my apartment in October. And he helped me put my Ikea desk together. And, like, we officially were boyfriend and girlfriend. Um, Hey, don't say it like that. (laughs) I hate it. We, like solidified our relationship last December. So we've kind of been together for six months-ish. We've kind of been together for a year and a half. Like, it just, we don't know. What is it about the night that 
glorious forehead kiss. That's just so sweet. It's so sweet. And it just, I'm like, oh no, I liked it. And that's so scary. (laughs) And like, as I think it's been pretty clear, I'm not really great at being vulnerable. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, podcast puppy wants to give you kisses. He wants to give you a forehead. He says, here, I'll show you. I'll be your boyfriend. Okay. (laughs) And like, so I love Brene Brown so much. Mm-hmm. Um, read all our books. Listen to our podcast. Hi, <laughs> Jasper. Hello. I love you too, Jasper. Jasper. I don't get as much like oh. emotional growth from you as I do Brene, but I love you too. Um, <laughs> but she said something, and she's like, "Oversharing is not the same as being vulnerable." And I was like, first oh. of all, how dare you?" <laughs> uh. Because I was like, no, I'm very comfortable being vulnerable. Everyone knows everything about me. Like, I don't shut up. And that's not the same. Mm-hmm. At all. Nope. Huh. And so, I mean, when you say it like that, I could see it, uh-huh. I guess, but I don't want... No. <laughs> no, because I am an emotionally mature... I've done so much therapy, you guys. Like, of course I'm capable of being vulnerable. But I mean, I feel like vulnerability is, like, not wanting to, to barf when you have a feeling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, like saying "dick" every time you have a feeling, <laughs> or pretending that's, to that's vomit Carly's, after you say "I love you." Yeah, dick. that's Carly's go-to as a yeah. dick joke. Hey, I heard this cock joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, that makes it? a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I do want to hear it actually. Oh, I, don't, I got. I don't have one. I just <laughs> okay, to say so cock. you so you lied to me is what I you're did saying. right okay. to your face. Wow. I made eye contact and then you I did. lied to it. You did. So before. He who shall not be named. Did you have, was there a lot of dating before that? Or was that kind of your. So I, I I was the long distance relationship girl because it was my dream to do whatever I wanted 80% of the time. And the 20% of the time we spent together, it was all presence and attention and like vacations and stuff. Whoa, I never thought of this before. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're kind of an emotional terrorist, like that is the jam. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That still sounds good. It was, was, I need more attention than that. And it was just not good. Like I dated a girl. I'm by, by the way, like it's a weird, yeah, that's a thing that happens. So I (laughs) dated this girl for a while that I met on Tumblr and then I remember we cheated on each other pretty much the entire time. I don't know. I mean. That's healthy. Super healthy. <laughs> I actually, this, the relationship I am in right now is the only relationship I haven't ever cheated. So, like, that's, no, be proud of me. Like, don't throw a parade. That's a normal thing that someone <laughs> should be doing. But, like, I just. <laughs> don't you throw like a parade. Him. I do <laughs> like him. But it just, I feel so emotionally secure that I don't feel the need to try and find attention elsewhere, which is totally what it was the whole time. Like, I would put myself in this situation where I wasn't getting the attention I needed from my partner, and then I went to find it wherever I I could because it would not be here. Like, my first, my real first serious boyfriend, I, so I was, I love a list, and like, I like to make occasions of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so before I graduated high school, I had a list of things I wanted to do. And this one guy, like I had a crush on him since sophomore year. I was like, I want to make out with him. And then I did. And then he was my boyfriend. And like, it was the <laughs> And best. then I checked it off my list and, and then right along. Yeah. Like, it was really weird and fun to date your weed dealer. Like, <laughs> but, but then 
when he says that he can't come visit you because he spent all the money he was saving to come visit you on Coke, like, oh, that's, that's not, not great. as fun. No, and then I dated him for another year and a half. Like, oh, that's not It's as that fun. ride or die thing, isn't yeah, it? Totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, like, it was just just chaos and nonsense. And I would take attention anywhere I could find it. Like, oh, you're an asshole, but you're paying attention to me and you're doing nice things for me. Sure. You can, that's fine. Like whatever you want, just keep telling me I'm pretty. But buy me stuff too. I like tacos. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. That was. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I just like that. I like tacos. I I do. I I do too. That's fair. That yeah, but it just um a com- it was a conversation I was having with a friend I actually know from Tumblr, and she and I have like I have seen her grow from like a Tumblr blogger to now like a full blown influencer like had as like a deal with Adidas like she is doing holy things. shit yeah that's cool yeah she's fucking awesome she is one of the smartest people I've ever met Ash what is her Ash Rock Chalk I think is her Instagram handle Ashley White. She's fucking, she's be. great. She's so smart. But we were having this conversation and we were just like, yeah, you were doing some kind of fucked up stuff back in the day. And I was like, you just make bad decisions when you're sad. 100%. I also make bad decisions when I'm sad. Yeah. All right. That's all the Emily you get today. But come back next week and we can finish up her episode. Bye. Bye.